It's time for the 2 o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clock, Tim Clock. Welcome to the 2 o'clock show. This is episode 24 in case you were wondering if you were in the right place. And if you're not in the right place, then you can still listen if you must. And you may be wondering, if you listened to last episode, our program ended with the geotemporal vortex facilitator sinking in a shark tank. And you may be wondering how in the world we got out of that predicament. Well, you'll have to listen next time to find out. So there's something to look forward to, or more not. And this program is brought to you in part by Wembley's low-calorie, gluten-free cod liver oil. Try some today. It's time once again for the life and towns of Elvira Gulch. Last time, Buford took the train back to Elvira Gulch and Marshall Lillard went back to town to look for Liam Seamus. But as you recall, Buford lost his ticket out the window and he was thrown off the train down at Elvira Gulch. And we pick up today's episode with Buford coming up out of the river down out on the outskirts of Moose Jaw Meadow. Well, that's the second time I went for a swim in this dead blame river. Hey, hey, Marshall Dillard, what, what you doing down here? Well, I figured you'd be coming this way given you dropped your ticket. Well, that was smart thinking there, Marshall, cause here I am again. Except I didn't see Liam Seamus in the river this time. Well, I reckon we probably spent enough on tickets and wasted enough time trying to get back to Elvira Gulch. We should probably just search town with what we have with us. It's a good idea there, Marshall. We'll have to go on foot, though, unless we can both ride on on uh, my horse Mortimer. Honestly, Buford, I'm surprised that his legs don't snap when you get on him. Well, we can walk back, Marshall. Where do, where do you figure we should start looking for him? Well, the place you always look when you're looking for a wanted criminal, a saloon. It's a good thing there, Marshall. No wonder they elected you, Marshall. Marshall Dillard and Deputy Buford finally make it back to Moose Jaw Meadow, where they enter the saloon looking for the wanted Liam Seamus. Well, well, Marshall, looks like a lot of people in here. We're gonna have to ask everybody who, who, who should we ask first. Well, let's just go talk to the barkeep. He's likely to have seen him. Alrighty, Marshall, I'll go with you. Pardon me, barkeep. Hey, what you need? We're uh, looking for a wanted criminal named uh, Liam Seamus. Maybe you've seen him? I don't know. What's, what's he look like? Kind of scruffy looking, red hairs, got a beard. I described about half the customers in here. You know, you know what time he, uh, he got in here? Probably a couple days ago. It's hard to see. Uh, get a lot of a lot of varmints in here. I, you might you might ask this guy over here his, his feet up there. His name's Bill. He might he might be asking him. He's he's in here all the time. I I switched off duty with with my partner here, so I'm not always in here. All right. Well, thanks for the help, Mister. Excuse me, Bill, is it? What? 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 What do you want? I'm Marshall Dillard. This is my deputy Buford. We're looking for a wanted man named Liam. Perhaps you've seen him. I don't think so. What's he look like? Kind of scruffy looking, red hair, got a beard. That sounds like my wife, but nope. 
ain't, I ain't seen nothing like that. Alright, I'll let you get back to your nap then. I mean, your, uh, whatever you're doing. I was contemplating the universe. Alright. Well, look who is now, Marshall. This place is full of strange-looking characters. Well, it looks like we'll just have to ask around with the patrons and hope we get lucky. Let's try to go over here, Marshall. Hey, excuse me, sir. Yeah, what do you want? I'm Marshall Dillard. This is my deputy, Buford. We're looking for a wanted man named Liam. Perhaps you've seen him. Well, see that red, red hair? Yeah. He's got a scruffy beard. Yeah, he does. Kinda tall and skinny. Yeah, that sounds like him. And one squinchy eye. Yeah, he's got a squinchy eye, all right. And he walks with a limp. Oh, yeah, that sounds like him. No, I ain't seen him. Oh, figures. Well, thanks for your time, mister. Well, Marshall, I don't know. It's gonna be gonna be tough trying to find him in here. I don't think anybody's gonna, gonna give up any information. Let's go ask that other guy over there. He looks like he won't shoot us on sight if we talk to him. I think that's the undertaker there, Marshall Dillard. Well, it's better than asking no one. Excuse me, sir. How may I be of assistance? I'm Marshall Dillard. This is my deputy Buford. We're looking for a wanted criminal named Liam. Perhaps you've seen him. Aye, I believe so. Uh, yesterday there was a gentleman in here. He was looking to purchase two coffins. He was uh, lanky, uh, reddish hair, and a scruffy beard, kind of a squinchy eye, walked with a limp like this. Did you see which way he went? Uh, he left, he left town. I believe it was, was yesterday. He left town? Yes, he said he was from Elvira Gulch, and that he was heading back there. He had business to conduct, and he wanted to make use of the two coffins he just purchased. I wonder who you fixing on putting in them coffins here, Marshal Dillard? Hey, it's a real mystery there, Buford. Say, was he on horseback, or did he take the train? He was going to take the train back to Elvira Gulch, and I believe that he left there yesterday. I must have been the same train you were on, Buford. We could have had him. Yeah, if I had got chucked off that train, maybe I would have got him. Alright, well, thank you, stranger. We'll head on out of here, I reckon. If you're ever in town and need my services, we, we do have a good layaway plan. I'll keep you in mind, sir. I'm the last one to let you down. Alright, come on, Beaver. Let's go get us a train ride home. Yeah, I still have them couple of $20 gold pieces in my pocket there, Marshall. We can, uh... Ease those and, and get back to Elvira Colt and get some supplies and try to find your, your poor old horse, Greg Gathunder. Old Marshal Dillard and Deputy Buford make it over the train station. They buy tickets and they're heading back to Elvira Colt in search of Lynn Seamus. Well, Marshall, it's a good thing we were able to put my horse Mortimer in that kennel car, and uh, that there's enough room for us here on the train back to Elvira Gulch. Yeah, hopefully Liam hasn't gotten too far ahead, and hopefully we can find him and bring him to justice. Be sure to listen next time to find out what happens with Marshall Dillard and Deputy Beaver on their way back to Elvira Gulch on the life and times of Elvira Gulch. 
And now for a public service announcement, courtesy of our program director, Obadiah Perkins. Contrary to the exquisite spelling of people online, many Americans suffer the shame of illiteracy. Many people hide the shame that they can't read or write properly even from their closest friends and family. That's why those at Illiterates Anonymous would like you to simply write to their address for free help. This program is brought to you in part by Beth's All-Natural Banana Pudding, the favorite of apes all around the world. <laughs> Over our several podcasts that we have done, we've had some very interesting interviews. We have interviewed people from gnomes to leprechauns to the, the Loch Ness Monster, the Blob, uh, we've had several very interesting interviews. Uh, one interview that we have today, I think, is going to be one of the most interesting we've had so far. And Larry tells us that he actually purchased online an actual lamp with a genie in it. And uh, we don't know if we're just going to look stupid here or if there's an actual genie in here. But we have the the lamp in studio today and we thought that we would try polishing it up with our official genie lamp polish and uh, we thought that um, we could try to have an interview with an actual genie so you got that uh, lamp oil there I, I thought you had the lamp oil oh Larry Larry didn't buy any lamp oil to polish this thing up how are we supposed to polish up this thing I thought we just had to rub it what if we spit on it and then polish it up the old spit polish. Did that work? I don't know. I, I didn't know you had to polish it to make it to make the genie come out. I thought you just uh, had to rub it. Oh. Okay. Well, I'll try to rub it and see what it does. Okay, I'm rubbing it. And I'm rubbing it. Hey, it's starting to smoke. We better we better set it down and move back a little bit. We don't know what's gonna happen with this thing here. Wow, it's smoking bad. Hey, we won! Uh, this is amazing. We have an actual genie here. It's too bad you guys can't see this. But we have an actual genie here in the studio. And uh, while while you're here, we thought that uh, our listeners would enjoy having an interview with an actual genie. Uh, my name is Tim, and this is my son, Matthew. We have a podcast here, and uh, we just thought it would be nice to have an interview with an actual genie, and uh, and we have uh, we have always wished that uh, we could have an interview with a genie. Granted, <sighs> I can't believe. Do we do we really get wishes because we we rubbed the lamp and brought you out? Yep, the two wishes left, my guys. Oh man, here we wasted one. I I didn't even think to ask if we got wishes. I I was just so intrigued just seeing seeing an actual genie come out of a. A lamp. How long have you been in that lamp? Um, at least 12. 12 centuries? I don't know, something, man. I don't have a clock in there. Okay, well, what's it like to be a genie? I mean, it's kind of boring. You get stuck in a lamp. People always want stuff from you. Yeah, I can I can imagine how that uh, that could get old after a few centuries. No one ever knocks. It's Rub the lamp. Boof! Give me this. Give me this. Give me this. Now, where where are you originally from? You mean like where was I born? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I was kind of young then. I don't remember. Okay. Well, uh, when you when you appear, do you always give the same amount of wishes? 
No, sometimes our people are jerks, so I only give them one wish. Yeah, I wish I wish people weren't so rude. Granted. Oh man, I can't believe this. We've blown two two wishes already. Some guy in Illinois just got really polite right now. <sighs> You're welcome, Dave. Chicago's no longer the windy city. I guess it's the polite city. Well, let's see. Gosh, it's it's hard to know where to start with with an, with a, with a genie. I'm just. I'm just kind of flabbergasted here seeing an actual actual genie in our studio. This is this is just amazing and to think that we could wish for anything we want and and we would get it even though we've already foolishly wasted two of them. Um now what is the weirdest thing that anybody has ever wished for? One guy wished for six toes on his right foot. That would uh that would make it interesting going swimming, I guess. Um Another guy wanted his glass eye to be real, but he didn't have his glass eye in at the time, so it was really gross. Now, do you travel around a lot in your in your lamp? Do do people carry you all around the world? How 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 do you get around normally? I don't know, man. I'm like in the lamp. I don't exactly see how I get moved around. Okay, well, if if you were granted any wish for yourself, what what would you wish for yourself? I'd wish for people to stop making wishes. Yeah, I can see. I can see how that would get uh, get kind of taxing. Um, gosh, I really wish we had more time to to interview you here. Granted. Hey, look at that. I thought it was. I thought it was five tell. It's now. It's ten tell. How that happened? I moved the the dial. The hands. I moved them back a bit. Oh my gosh. We just we just blew our third wish, didn't we? Yeah. To think I could have wished for anything. Yeah, you could have, Bubba, but you you missed out. You muffed it. I could have wished for my own island. Yeah, there's like five people that did that. You'd think more people would. Uh, I'm telling you. Well, uh, so where do we go from here? Now that now that we blew our wishes, um, what are we supposed to do with the lamp? Do we just throw it out on the street somewhere and have somebody else pick you up? Or, or what are we supposed to do now? I don't know, man. Normally I just go inside after the third wish and just let you guys sort it out, but you wanted more time, so here I am. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's give this back to Larry, and uh, maybe he can figure out what to do with this thing. Uh, meanwhile, it's been nice to meet you. Nice to meet an actual genie. I wish things could have turned out differently, but uh, anyway, blew all our wishes on nothing, but I guess that's how it goes for us. Alrighty, well, on with the show. Okay, if you're done, I'm gonna go back inside now. Remember to knock next time! Well, this program's brought to you in part by Duke's Boomerangs, when you wanna play catch, but don't have any friends. It is time once again for Invention of the Week, and the invention that we're going to discuss this week is what our inventor calls a Chase Lounge Blimp. We have the inventor of the Chase Lounge Blimp, Lenny Smith from Pacoima, California. And this Chase Lounge Blimp is actually made from a Chase Lounge that Lenny purchased at a yard sale. And online he was actually able to get his hands on a used Thanksgiving Day balloon. And uh, it looks kind of odd. It's uh, in the shape of a giant football. But 
this balloon is filled with so much helium that uh, he says once that it's unleashed from the ground that it will actually be able to take him pretty much wherever he goes, wants to go. So uh, come on up here, Lenny, by the microphone. We'll uh, have a quick interview with you before you go on your, your maiden voyage on your Chase Lounge blimp. Oh, yes, Phil. Thank you for having me on the show. Now, how did you come to, to think up this Chase Lounge blimp? Well, one day I was just sitting on my lawn, and I thought, Wow, I wish my chair could fly. I can't even tell you the last time I saw a Chase Lounge. How, how did you happen to find a Chase Lounge? I was looking for a Chase Lounge, and I was at a yard sale, and they happened to have a Chase Lounge back beyond this gate here, and I was like, Hey, is that for sale? And they said, No. So I said, What if I pay you double? And they said, Yes. Okay, so... Uh, I see you'll be able to ride in, in comfort and style on your, uh, your blimp here. Now, you sure this thing is going to, uh, be powerful enough to lift you off the ground and fly you wherever you want? Oh, yes. It's actually going to be a bit of trouble to actually keep it from taking me too high. That's why I have all these weights and stuff here to balance it out. Okay. Well, uh, do you have anywhere in particular that you're, you're intending to fly to? Australia! Okay, that's going to be something else, flying in a football balloon chase lounge all the way to Australia. Um, I take it that you brought a lot of snacks and things on board? Canned ham! Okay, I guess that'll, uh, that'll do it. Maybe you can, uh, put it on the barbie once you're over there in, uh, Australia. <laughs> Maybe I will! Alrighty, well... Uh, are you going to do a little countdown before you cut that rope, or, or how, how is this going to work here? Nope, I'm just going to climb in now and cut the ropes. Okay, we'll kind of stand back here. We don't want to get uh, caught up in any ropes or anything as you as you lift off here. Okay, cut them now. Here I go. Hey, uh, uh, Mr. Smith, did you have to bring a parachute just in case? Bring a what? Did you get a parachute just in case? No, I didn't think I'd need one. Okay, well, there goes Mr. Smith off in his Chase Lounge blimp. Uh, be sure to let us know where, uh, where you end up. Okay. I figured I'd just figure out how to land when I get there. These things usually sort themselves out. And he's already up so high we can barely see him. Okay, well, this has been Invention of the Week with Lenny Smith and his Chase Lounge blimp. And, uh, we'll be sure to let you know how this story unfolds. You'll probably see it on the news, I'm sure, one way or another. Well, this concludes our podcast for this week, and uh, before we go, we thought we would test out one of Duke's boomerangs. We we ordered one. It just arrived today, and we thought we uh, we would uh, chuck it and see what happens, see, uh, see what actually comes back like they're supposed to, and see if I can catch it when it comes back. So, okay, here we go. On the count of three. One, two, three. Well, let's just kind of just keep it on going, ain't it? Yeah, you chucked it right out that window there. and hmm. I mean, we probably should have done it outside, but it doesn't look like it's coming back to do any harm. Oh, well. Well, we uh, hope you'll join us next time on the two o'clock. Oh, there it is.